All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to WMST, episode number 16. Uh, we're so happy to introduce our first guest on the podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, and the guest tonight, we have at, at Seth Trollins <laughs> on Instagram, a.k.a. Josh. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on? So we're so happy to have you, man. You a uh, little story. You were the first guy to actually recognize our podcast and actually give us a shout out, kind of put us on the map. So I was like, you know, we gotta have you as one of the first guests. So I'm I'm glad you're the, the first guest on WMSD, man. Well, thanks for having me. And also yeah. a little sidetrack. Josh is the first person I've met uh, online uh, in person at uh, NXT house show. And uh, and then when we went to Ring of Honor, I called out his name and he didn't say hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt Taven was over there. What do you want me to do? Matt Taven is a fucking whore. <laughs> that's that's a story for another time, man. That's a big story. All right, with Josh, of course, we have our editor in chief, Ziggler. Iron Man is the weakest Avenger. Retweet, <laughs> retweet. <laughs> and we've got the co-founder, Father Suplex himself, Sean. What's up, Sean? Iron Man is the fucking best Avenger. Sounds good, I guess. Says no one. Turn, uh, and dude, the, uh... fucking your car, dude. <laughs> oh, I think, oh yeah, that was your car. <laughs> That's weird. All right, and we've got Hound. Hey, Just blast. What's up, Hound? And we've got the man with no gimmicks, Cam. I'm here to slay for the gays. What the what? fuck? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Is this Cam coming up? That was the most random intro. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Yeah, all right, I'm just going to move on from that now. <laughs> Keep moving on. on. Moving all right. on. Uh, here's a nickname I came up for our uh, part-timer here. The man from State Farm, Tyler. Thor is the strongest Avenger, way stronger than Iron Man ever will be. Because Iron Man... Never mind. Spoiler. That is so true. Yeah. Alright, so with that, we're gonna begin our interview portion. We're gonna interview our guest, Josh, here. So, Josh, I know you're a... Looking at your Instagram page, we know you're a huge... Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling fan and mm-hmm. you know and a big anime fan so I had a question regarding New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, you know usually the talk of the town is whenever New Japan uh, goes uh, into the Wrestle Kingdom season uh, you know everybody talks about them everybody's hyping them but outside of res- Wrestle Kingdom season nobody really talks about them uh, so I wanted to get your op- opinion on what does NJPW have to do to be relevant, you know, outside of that Wrestle Kingdom frame and, you know, with All Elite uh, coming up, what do they have to do to stand out and still be relevant? Well, I think New Japan is still relevant and it's gotten better since the Elite left. Like, I don't hate them, but it's been a little dry since they first got there, to be honest. Yeah, and what what do you think uh, they have to do to, you know, stay afloat as, you know, All Elite is coming through and, you know, all these other wrestling promotions are going to give the fans an alternate. What do you think they have to do 
to you know still maintain their position as the number two best uh, wrestling organization. Hmm. I mean, they do have Jericho and Okada coming up. I'm not really sure what else could they do. You think they can do anything else to like uh, maintain that position, or do you think All Elite is just just gonna come and like uh, you know just uh, you know take that position as the number two best uh, company? What do you think? Hmm. I mean, I do like All Elite Wrestling, but I'm not a fan of like everyone like milking it, saying it's like the best thing since sliced bread, and not even a single match has started yet. Right. All right, but it will um, in a few weeks. It doesn't even does it even have a TV deal? Well, yeah, I think it, TNT. I heard they will announce it, it by Wednesday, so we'll see how that goes. All right, Josh, thanks for answering that. And all right, uh, Ziggler, we'll go with you now. Go ahead. All right, Josh. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I really I don't understand that question. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> I you can ask him that reference. <laughs> oh, I understood that. Yeah, of course you did. Um, so how's life? I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I was about to answer that actually. <laughs> how's life? Yeah, go ahead. Is that's, it treating that's you fine. well? <laughs> are you not? Yeah, yeah, my life's going great. Thanks for asking. No, are, are you a fan of MCU like Marvel and shit? Mm. A bit of fifty-fifty. Oh, fifty-fifty. So did you see Endgame? <laughs> Yeah, I did, and I cried. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We all did. Thor's the strongest yeah. Avenger, not Iron Man. Suck it, Sean. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, uh, Cam, or Tyler, or Hound, or that pussy right. Sean. <laughs> okay. We'll Thanks, go with, somebody go. Somebody. We'll go with Tyler now. Go ahead, Tyler. Ask your question. All right. Uh, so you said you're, like, kind of 50 on the MCU thing, 50-50. What about just comic book movies in general? Do you, like... Those at all? Yeah, I meant to come up movies. They're they seem okay. pretty nice. Um, all right. So I don't know if you've seen all of these, but I'll have you rank these movies from best to worst. Uh, five movies. You got Infinity War, Logan, The Dark Knight, The Winter Soldier, and Spider Man Two. Rank those best to worst. Uh, Spider Man Two. You mean the Tobey Maguire series, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes, the Raimi movies. Two thousand four. Mm. Uh, let's see. Infinity War, Spider-Man, Logan, uh, what were the other topics again? Uh, The Dark Knight and Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Hmm. I think they're all good. I can't tell what's good or worse. If if you put Captain Marvel in that topic, then it's worse. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't. I didn't think it was bad. Me neither. Why don't you put Endgame in there? Because like, Captain Marvel really. wasn't that bad. It just wasn't my cup of tea, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like a filler, like, movie. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. Oh, like, I know you guys don't watch anime, but I just think that Dragon Ball Super Broly was, like, better than that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. I watched Death Note. That's mm. anime, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that is. Sure. The live action is not really that good. It reminds no, me of like no, 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 the show. I watched the. Sh- I own the show. The anime, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just not. In- I'm kind of not into like animes or like anything else become a live action because if you remember Dragon Ball Evolution from 2009, that was terrible. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. 
Hey, don't True. steal my dude. All right, Hound. All right, Hound. You know what? You're up next. I ask your question. All right. So, uh, Seth Trollins. I know, you, mm-hmm. I know where you got that username. Pretty cool. And yeah, I, I got it from Trim because like no one else ever came up with it on Instagram. Yeah, and I've been following you for a long time. Don't know like how, 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 how many like years or whatever, but I've been following you for a while. And I wanted to ask you. So you, I know you like anime and stuff. I also like anime. Like recently, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Dragon Ball Super, where an episode where like he like fought. This is awesome. And I know you like My Hero Academia because you always post about it. And mm-hmm. so, how did you get into anime? Did a friend show it to you, or and you just loved it, or did you just find a, like a random episode of an anime on YouTube? Hmm. Well, you're asking me how I got into My Hero, right? No, like how you just got into anime, anime in general. general. Yeah. Oh, anime. Uh, I don't remember much of it, but when I was a kid, I was like at my. I think it was at my uncle's house, probably. I was, like, sitting in the couch, and, like, a random anime played, and I think it was, like, Dragon Ball, and, like, I got so attached to it, that's how I got into the thing. Uh, how did you get to, into uh, My Hero? I'm sorry? How did you get into My Hero? Oh, My Hero. Uh, the, the funny thing, it was not really funny. Uh, last summer, I just watched, you know, like, on the Toonami, on Adult Swim, they have on weekends, uh, I watched one episode around like season two or three, I believe, and I really liked it, and I got attached to it a lot ever since. So basically, almost a year for me now. All right, sounds good. Uh, that, that was a good one. And Cam, you're up next. Uh, I mainly just wanted to ask two questions. One, well, how did you get into wrestling? And two, what made you want to get on into the Instagram community? Well, my cousins actually got me into wrestling around like 2006 or 7. They were like huge wrestling fans. And I said, what well, was wrestling? And they showed me a lot about it. And we used to like play fight and whatever. When they say, don't try this at home, but we never listen. We just fight anyways. Uh, I got into that a lot. My favorite wrestlers was like John Cena, Jeff Hardy. You, you kind of get the thing. And uh, I kind of wanted to be a wrestler growing up. And... Now that dream kind of died, but it could come back eventually. I mean, like, look at David Arquette. He was he was an actor, still is, and he's a wrestler, sort of. Oh yeah, that hardcore match was insane. Hmm. He's a deathmatch legend because of it. <laughs> All right. Now, what was yeah. the second question you asked? How did you get into Instagram? Oh yeah, funny thing. My my original Instagram that I have now, the Seth Rollins thing. Uh. It was on my personal account. I just post, like, random shit and, like, I just post, like, wrestling and whatever. And then, like, in 2014, I decided to just become a Instagram wrestling community member, I guess, because I wanted to, like, showcase what I like or whatever other than just my personal stuff, really. Yeah, I think a lot of us uh, kind of joined around that time. That was a big... Uh boost for that community back then a lot of new users yeah i was like one yeah of like most rest most of the igwc or whatever you call it were like personal accounts but then they turn it to wrestling accounts so they make it something like that yeah right yeah and that's what uh, i was yeah and sean you're up you got you got a question yes i got two questions actually all right go ahead all right one 
Why don't you like Conor Reeves? Why don't I like what now? Conor, Conor Reeves. Reeves. Bootleg Johnny Nitro. Thank you. <laughs> Is that it? Okay, but really, uh, it, it's not that I don't like him. I, he's a wrestler, and I can respect that. Like, I, I can respect him as a human being, too. But it's one of those moments where, like, say, you hate The Miz, but you want to meet Mike Mizanin. It's one of those things. So, like, for the meme? Oh, he said, is it like kind of like a meme, like, uh, hate on uh, Conor Reeves? Like, I hate him. I hate his, like, ego and what he's what he does in that ring. But if he's a nice person outside of wrestling, I would like to meet him. Right. I think he's got that kind of weird vibe to him where, like, he looks like a ripoff of a couple of wrestlers. And you're like, ah, oh, I just hate this guy. Hmm. I like, just don't like him. He's not a scumbag like Lars Sullivan. He's cool. Yikes! Yeah, like Lars name. Sullivan actually replies to people. Yeah. Oh, yo, Sean. What was your second question? All right. This is just uh, this is this question is not based on comic books or anything. It's based on uh movie versions. So. Everyone always asks us at work. This is one of the main things we always talk about. But who would win in a fight? Uh, Any of the film Batman or Tony Stark in Mark 50 uh, Infinity War suit? Any prep time? Any what? Mm -hmm. Any prep time? For Batman. No, no, just straight, just straight. Go into it now, like and, can, and Batman. You. Batman can be in any suit. No, it's not the question for you. Uh, I'm just asking. I'm just trying to clarify. Okay, no. so Josh. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make it simpler. Christian Bale, Batman, or uh, Tony Stark, uh, RDJ, Mark Fifty. Who would win? Oh, Tony Stark <laughs> easily. Yeah, I love both, but I guess I would go with Tony Stark. Okay, and one more. And one more. Uh, Iron Man or Captain America? Uh, that's America's ass. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think his answer is Captain America, right? No, it's Tony Stark. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's Tony Stark. Cap is the greatest Avenger. Hound, you are a virgin. Finally, <laughs> Hound. I can see the first thing I agree with Hound. Yes. There's a reason why his first, why the the. The name of his first movie is called The First Avenger. Hound, you are a version and you are all... Hound, Hound, <laughs> this is the first time I'm agreeing with you. Hound, you are right. <laughs> Captain America is the best Avenger. Damn right Captain I am. The first. He didn't kill he's the finally, he's worthy. That's why he's good. Yeah. True, he, he's worthy as hell. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Josh, for answering those questions. No all problem. Right, we're going to go to our part two. Uh, let's talk a little bit about WWE brand split debacle, meaning what has been going on with this wildcard situation. Now, I know the ratings have been down historically low recently, and there's been pressure from the networks, NBC Universal and Fox, for WWE to step up you know, the ratings as Fox you know, has uh, SmackDown uh, airing in October and, you know, 
under two million is not going to cut it on that network. So my question to you guys is, uh, how can they fix this whole mess of? Because you know it's been there's been a lot of confusion on what the wild card is, how it works, and all that. What do you think is the best way to set up the roster? Like, do you guys think it'll be better if everything is merged and there is no brand split and the, the roster is the same for both shows? Or do you guys think there should be strict rules on uh, the brand split where one roster for Raw, one roster for SmackDown? Now, for me personally, and I've told this to Ziggler like a couple of days ago, I would like to see something like where the world championships are on one show like you know how it is currently universal on raw and wwe championship on smackdown i i would like to see the tag team division be exclusive to maybe let's say smackdown and the women's division be exclusive to raw that way it's the divisions are strong because they have all the talent available and it doesn't really thin out each division and I think it would be better for storytelling purposes because you can have all your main stars on one show instead of being split. And they can do the, that same thing for other divisions. Keep it, uh, keep one division on one show and then keep another on another show. This way, the, the shows have appeal. Let's say people tune into Raw for the women's matches, the, uh, let's say the cruiserweight wrestling and, you know, of course, the Universal Championship. And then on SmackDown, people tune in for the WWE Championship picture and the Tag Team uh, uh, Championship uh, picture. And maybe they can throw in, like... Well, of course, there's the mid-card titles, too. So maybe the U.S. title can still be on SmackDown and Intercontinental on, on Raw or something like that. So that's how I would set it up. So, Josh, I wanted to ask you, how would you uh, do it? I'm sorry? Uh, go ahead. How would you... Uh, like set up this whole uh, brand split thing. Would you rather have the rosters come together, no brand split, or would you have like the brand split with the uh, set rosters for each show? Well, how would you set it up? As uh, so, yeah. Go ahead. I would go with no brand split, honestly. Right. And why do you think that? Because I think that. Uh superstars on one show and other stuff i think i just think that it's better that way like seeing this wild card rule reminds me of just raw super show 2.0 really right yeah that's a good that's a good comparison like it it's it's almost as if like like those days we knew the brand split was kind of ending and it did end so this wild card rule could be like a precursor to that i agree and Cam, what do you think? Sorry. Uh, I want to try and keep the split because it's one of the things that I actually really like. I still get a kick out of the, out of the original brand split and some of the current incarnation. For me, I'll just take some cues from the old brand split. Like, say, say I've already taken some cues like with separate tag titles and separate world titles. And I'm switching up wrestlers on some shows. Maybe do an idea that you have, like the original brand split had Raw for the women's division and the cruiserweights on SmackDown. So right, yeah. 
maybe do something along the lines of that and and maybe mess around with the idea of the tag titles right being on one show right because you notice how the hardys uh, jeff hardy went down and uh and the division is just so thin like they couldn't even come up with a viable option so they had to give it to the paper thin so paper thin right and if you combine the tag team uh divisions together on both shows it's a it's a very strong division don't you agree yes yeah, so, so it means you just unify the titles let them go on both shows right. and let the women's tag titles float on both shows as well as along with cameos in nxt right and then very maybe true. blend in maybe the cruiserweights in 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 on the shows Mm-hmm. To get more eyes on 205 because a lot of people aren't giving 205 a chance and right and went if to and if they actually pulled a plug on 205 people will say oh they didn't give a chance well you didn't watch it <laughs> right I mean it's one of those things you know it's so much content also I think the submerging the divisions kind of evens out the uh, playing field doesn't overexpose each talent on the show. I kind of don't want them. I'm kind of 50/50 on the women's division. Do I do I want them to unify the thing and have well, I mean, one champion speaking, go on both shows? We will get to the Becky Lynch part, but technically speaking, the titles are kind of unified right now. There isn't one champion. But I mean, not having two matches in one night as in right. You yeah. unify the titles. You have one contender in the entire roster is going to gun for that title. Right. I mean, that's like kind of another topic where how you set up the contenders and stuff. But yeah, I do agree. Uh, kind of gives them more focus. Cool. And Ziggler, your thoughts? I like the brand split. I mean, I've always liked the brand split. And I just hate the superstar shakeup, though. I wish they would just go back to like a WWE draft like they used to do. But um, or yeah, I, or the draft lottery. Vince yeah. hates that. One. But I and I I, I like two hundred five live. I watch it every week. It's fun. But um, I think yeah, like like the cruiserweight should stay on two hundred five live. NXT should stay on NXT and the women's tag team titles. Like yeah, um, you guys actually uh, changed my mind about this when you guys were talking that. There should be one tag team title main and the main roster, and they yeah they should be able to float through SmackDown and Raw just like the uh, women's tag team titles. So, right, I do agree because with that. there are not a lot. There are barely any tag teams on the main roster, and there are barely any tag teams on NXT too. So, right, very true. And uh, Hound, your thoughts? So I, like, grew up with the brand split, kind of. Like, when I started watching wrestling, I kind of grew up with it. So I'm kind of, like, partial nostalgia for it. Because I, I personally love the idea of having, like, wrestlers on two, like, separate, like, brands. But, like, sometimes it can get stale. And it does suck. Like, I really, like, whether we like it or not. I'm, the fuck? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, whether we like it or not, the brand split is dead, 
it's just a matter of time when it's going to die. And because, like, I don't know. I just... The only way to for WWE to really, like, have, like, boosted ratings or whatever is to, like, prob- probably to, like, merge the, bl- the brands and have both wrestlers on Raw and SmackDown. And the wild, ca- the, the wild card rule that Vince put on on Monday. I mean, he, he even got confused by it himself when he was, was explaining it, if you didn't see, like, a... Like, it just looked like he practically was co- coming up with it on the fly. Exactly. Flying and by like, the seat of his pants. People don't like that. Yeah. And, like, it's it just, like, just, like, if you're going to do something like that, just say, like, ah, oh, Brand Split, it's over. You know? Like, the Survivor Series, like, 2016, 2017, they were all so amazing because of, like, the Brand Split just makes them just that more, like, amazing and stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, sounds good, man. Very cool. All right, so with that, let's move on to our second uh, topic in this part two. Uh, Becky Lynch, she's going to be defending both the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. She's going to be pulling a Seth Rollins in Night of Champions 2015. Probably, I don't know if she's going to be defending it back-to-back, or maybe she she defends it in the beginning of the show and then the main events it as well. So I wanted to get your guys' take on what's the best booking for... Uh, Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank like should she retain both titles or maybe she should lose one now I've been seeing theories of uh, something similar to last year happening where maybe she loses the Smackdown women's title via a cash in and I mean it does kind of seem repetitive but I don't know I would personally like to see her just retain both titles I think I think they can stretch it out a little bit more I think it her title reign has a little bit more potential. I think they have to see where this goes. I, I'm really interested uh, with, in her keeping both titles. So let's get Josh. What do you think is the best booking option for Becky Lynch at Money in the Bank? Hmm. Well, she might probably lose the SmackDown title, but I could see her probably retain the Raw title. And I think... Maybe if Ember Moon could probably win the Money in the Bank ladder match, I could see her probably cashing in on her. Right, make her a overnight star instantly, right? Yeah, because like she's been with the main roster since like last year after WrestleMania. I just hope there's some, but they actually hope I, I hope they see some potential in her. Right, that sounds good. And uh, Cam, what do you think? I came up with a theory on it the other day. I would have Becky retain the Raw title because Lacey Evans doesn't seem ready for a Raw title just yet. Just getting thrown into the spotlight after only having like a handful of matches. And she loses to Charlotte. Either she gets the cash in or Charlotte actually finally beats her. As for the briefcase, a SmackDown wrestler has to win the briefcase. It could be anyone. Mella, Ember, Mandy Rose. Storyline-wise, Bailey should be the one to get him since she's been rubbing shoulders with the two in the past few weeks. This would mean that Lynch gets shipped off to Raw. SmackDown has a few to take him to wherever. It gets Bailey or whoever in the title picture. Makes a star. Gets the title back on SmackDown TV. If it gets Charlotte a ninth title run, it can get her a ninth title run, even if it isn't needed. 
And that's about it. So pretty much everybody wins in the end. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know what, Cam? I, I do see your theory coming to fruition. I think that's very likely. That's a pretty good theory. Thank you for that. And uh, Ziggler, what do you think? Uh, I think um, I think that the Raw Women's Title match is gonna maybe like kick off the show, and Becky Lynch is gonna retain. She's gonna beat Lacey, and then maybe like I don't know. I really don't know if it's gonna happen like right after like the Seth Rollins at uh, Night of Champions. Is that what happened? Yeah. Right. Uh, she um, lost one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if that's gonna be like back to back, but if it is, like cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, and then I believe Charlotte is going to beat her because Lacey Evans is going to cost uh, Becky Lynch, and that feud is going to go on to Raw. They're going to continue that Lacey Evans-Becky Lynch feud because I think, yeah, Lacey's going to uh, cost uh, – she's going to help Charlotte win the title. And as for the money in the bank, I don't think it's going to be cashed in that night because they did that last year. Uh, so I would – but I would hope that Ember Moon wins because I think she's the best wrestler in the main roster right now. Yeah, I do agree with you with the cash in being repetitive this year. Yeah, and and plus it'd be nice to like see like them like like the money in the bank winner like holding the briefcase for a little while, you know. We right, didn't really that... get that last year because Braun held it for like a month and Alexa held it for like an hour. Yeah, true. Oh my god, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, true. And how do your take? I feel like they're going to, like, maybe pull a ballsy move. Because I'm going to be honest, I loved Becky Lynch's heel turn at SummerSlam. I thought it was the best thing ever. And then leading up to WrestleMania, it kept getting better and better and even more awesome. But I really feel like after WrestleMania, she's kind of, like, declined a bit. Her promos aren't really kind of, like, aren't really that good anymore. I don't I don't know what, what it is about it, but... It's kind of like um, the glaze or whatever off Becky Lynch kind of worn off. I don't think she's really that good anymore, even though she is still pretty cool. Like, I feel like they may just, like, have a lose both titles in one night and have Lacey Evans win the Raw Women's title and then have some random SmackDown girl win, her, win the SmackDown title. Wow, that is one bold prediction. I do disagree with you, but I mean, I mean yeah, she's she's so cool, but like I don't, I just don't feel like she's right. um, like I don't know, maybe like she thinks, oh, I'm at the top, nothing is gonna happen to me. I don't know. Right. Yeah. And uh, Tyler, you got something to add? Um, I don't really got much, but. Like you guys said, with the brand split, I think it's kind of weird to have both of the women's titles to have to have the champ show up on both of <coughs> those. That kind of just kills the brand split idea. Right. So I feel like she should at least lose one of them. I don't really care which one because I don't really watch wrestling too much. Right. <laughs> but um, I feel like she should only hold one just to make a brand split if they're yeah. going to Kind of mean something. Up. Yeah. Right. right now, I feel like it means nothing. All right, that's true. Oh, All right. Man. All right, let's talk some NBA playoffs. As uh, It was a pretty crazy night tonight as Houston Rockets lost to the Golden State Warriors. So let's talk I about the series, life. man. 
gosh, what a series. Like, Houston really had their opportunity, to be honest. Kevin Durant went down. They could have won two straight and went to the Western Conference Finals. Now, I'm not going to say hard and choke, but... They were the chosen he did. Kind of choked, yeah. Uh, I mean, both games were winnable. Like, they were only decided by about five points each. Uh, and it's a heartbreaking loss for Houston Rockets, who could have won this series. Like, they won two straight games when Durant was playing, and they lost two when Durant went down. So it's a, it's a crazy scenario. But, you know, at the end of the day... I do feel like the Warriors are as as weak as it gets right now. Like, I know they still have their three All-Stars, but Steph Curry is kind of injured. Uh, and, you know, you can't rely on Draymond that much. And Klay Thompson is sort of in and out sometimes. So I think whoever faces them in the Western Conference Finals, whether it be the Blazers or the Nuggets, I think uh, one of those two teams has a real shot at taking down these weaker warriors. And so we'll see how that turns out. So, Cam, what did you think of the series? They tried. They really, really tried, and they failed. Right. It's mainly yeah. going to be a warriors are starting to look weak, and they're starting to find weaknesses and try to pick holes through their... Uh, Bruder offense and defense. Right. And whatever team that they go through, that they beat, they're going to have a pretty hard time with. Even if whichever team wins in the uh, other semifinal round is going gonna, is gonna to be spent. Right, because that's also going to a game seven. So, yeah, I agree. And uh, Tyler, what did you think of the series? Um, this just proves my point that um, something needs to happen in the NBA. Like, another team needs to step up. Like, the Warriors lose Kevin Durant, um, basically their best player. Or their best player, for sure, I'd say. And one of the best players in the league. And um, what would happen if, like, the Lakers lose LeBron? They miss the playoffs. Um, or they do really bad when he's gone. What do the Warriors do when they lose their best player? They just shut out the Rockets. Like, no problem, really. I just feel like um, the Rockets definitely had a chance, and they just they just blew it. Once I saw Durant go down, um, I kind of figured they would lose the um, uh, game five, was it, where Durant got hurt. I kind of figured they would lose that, but I thought they could come back, push it to game seven, and possibly win, um, but um, I just feel like some other team needs to get some big signing in the offseason. Maybe like the Lakers, very rare chance could get someone, um, but someone needs to take down the Warriors because I still don't see them going down any anytime soon. And they're not. This series they're just not. proves my point further. Unless they lose one of their all-stars in the offseason. But we'll see. It's not like that on matter, though. Right. Uh, I, I do agree. Like, if Clay can leave in the free agency, uh, KD can leave. So, I mean, if they both go to different teams, I think that'll kind of, like you said, Tyler, 
balance the tipping scales. Yeah, we're gonna like even. Right, what was that? Uh, sorry, your voice was cutting out. Wait, <laughs> even at the league. Right, even at the right. I agree. And speaking of yeah. another series, we were just talking about the Blazers Nuggets series. That's gonna go to Game Seven. Who do you think has the edge in that series and could go to go on to face the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals? Me. So, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Tyler, you can go ahead and I'll get, do my pick then. Um, I feel like um, no one really has an edge in the series. Like I've actually watched the series. I watched the um. The four OT game. Overtime game, yeah. Yeah. That was. It just kept going back and forth. Like one team goes up by like five with a minute left. You think it's over, and then they tie it up, and it goes to another over. Like, um, I didn't have time to watch the last two games, so I saw they were kind of like um, more spread out games, like scoring wise. So just going into game seven, it's kind of just like, who knows who's gonna win, which, I like. Um. I'm hoping the Blazers can get the win because Damian Lillard is one of my favorite players in the league right now. And I hope he, him and the Blazers can get a shot at the Warriors, which probably won't end well. So Right. And, you know, the funny thing is Charles Barkley uh, is predicting the Blazers to go all the way to the NBA Finals. Now, <laughs> and his, win or no? I I think he said they will win. That was his prediction. Now, he, he might not be wrong. Like he, it might happen. Like they might go to the Western Conference Finals and maybe even the NBA Finals. So you know what? I'm gonna agree with Barkley. I think the Blazers can get it done. Uh, they are way more experienced than the Nuggets, who are basically the 2015 Warriors. Uh, you know, young and kind of primed to win a championship sometime in the future. Uh, so I think the, the experience of the Blazers is going to win out in Game 7. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a potential Warriors-Blazers uh, conference finals. Uh, that should be a dogfight, yeah. And, Cam, who do you think is going to win? It's a crapshoot in a way. Like, you don't know who's going to get, the, uh, get it in the other semi. Right. I'm thinking Portland. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, definitely. I, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, and for the Eastern Conference Finals, Milwaukee is uh, already the uh, already beat the Boston Celtics. And man, Boston Celtics, talk about dysfunction, man. Kyrie Irving, in my opinion, cannot. He he has shown, I think, this season he cannot lead a team to a championship at all. Like he wanted his own team and the man is just not built to be a leader. And it really shows. What do you guys think about that? I missed the 2016 Cavs. True. Take me back. <laughs> Take sure. me back. Right. Um, I, I, and you, you guys give an interesting perspective because you b- both are fans of the Cleveland Cavaliers and, you know, Kyrie did feel like the Cavs weren't his team, and that's why he wanted the trade. So, Cam, what do you think? He was the reason why we won the title in the first place. Right. Him and LeBron, right? No, literally. Literally, he was the one that made that three. 
Right. But, you know, they got to the point because of LeBron's performance and Kyrie's performance, of course. Yeah, the both of them. Right. And Richard Jefferson's performance. True. Don't forget Channing Fry. And Channing Fry. Yeah, Channing Fry. Yeah. And Tyler, what do you think about uh, Kyrie's situation? I'm thinking um, he's gone. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm going to guess he's leaving Boston for sure. Um, I don't know where to. Maybe the Lakers mm. by some chance. That'd be funny. Um, but I've been hearing everything about like him going to New York, him going to Brooklyn. I don't, I don't know. I just know he's out of Boston for sure. Yeah, he's um, gone, I, man. Yeah, I feel he's like leaving. he definitely leaving. needs like a veteran like that's good, like how LeBron was to right. help him lead the team. Because when he was in Cleveland, it was definitely like, yeah, LeBron was the guy, but Kyrie was definitely like up there with him. Right, but I agree with that. Yeah, true. Right now, there's like no one supporting Kyrie. I mean. The Celtics are a good team, but there's no veteran player like that Right. the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they're better without him, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And the interesting thing with Kyrie is, I mean, the Knicks have one of the more interesting... Uh, uh, they are one of the more interesting teams in terms of cap space and potentially able to get Zion Williamson, and they, they can probably get KD and Kyrie too, so that's... That's a scenario. That's the best case scenario I see for the New York Knicks, and I can potentially see them uh, having that team with Kyrie. You know, so what do you think about that scenario? I don't see it happening. <laughs> I know it's a it's a crazy scenario, but I mean, it, 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 I feel like it's just like too many things coming like together all at once for the New York Knicks, right? All of a yeah. sudden, th- they've turned a corner. It's just when, like with... it's like the Okay, the Browns this season with getting Odell and Baker last year. I know we're talking about football. Right. Um, or we're talking about basketball right now. But yeah, yeah. compare that to, like, the Browns the last two seasons. We go from winning one game in two seasons to getting this great quarterback. Um, I won't say great, but our good quarterback, who we believe is our franchise quarterback. Um, then we get Jarvis Landry, who's led the league in a reception of the year before he signed with us. You got Odell now. You got Miles Garrett. Yeah, you guys are like, rocking. I, yep. I didn't mean to brag about the Browns, but um, that's just how I kind of compared it to the Knicks. Like, it just came kind of came out of nowhere, so maybe it could happen. Right. And Cam, what do you think? Uh, I see a lot of I see a lot of uh, trades going on going on this season. I don't know what team might get it, but whoever gets it, they're, they're probably set. Right. Uh, setting up to be a wild off season, as the Warriors' time uh, for dominance kind of comes to a close. Or maybe not. Please. We'll see. <laughs> it's right. their world, and we're living in it, and yet we're waiting on somebody to knock them off their pedestal. Right. And, of course, the other series is uh, Philly and... Uh, Raptors going to a game seven that should be interesting I feel like that's one of the more evenly matched teams uh, I honestly think either team can win so we'll see how that turns out what do you guys think got a pick um, Raptors I have not yeah. had time to watch this series so I don't really know um, I'll just go with Sixers because I know the Raptors always choke in the playoffs 
Yeah, it's a sad truth, but I do kind of see that. But I, but you know what, man? If if they win Game Seven, Raptors, I I still like I told you guys, I I'm still predicting the Raptors to win the NBA Finals. Like that's my bold prediction. I'm sticking with it. So we'll see how that turns out. Do you think Kawhi is still gonna we'll leave see. after this year, or what is he gonna do? I think if he has a bad if they lose Game Seven, Kawhi is gone. But I think if if they make make it to the Conference Finals, or maybe even the NBA Finals, I think he's gonna stay. But if they win the championship, he's definitely staying. Oh yeah, he's gonna stay if they win the championship. Right. Mm-hmm. I just remember last year, um, it was like, I want to go to the Lakers. No. Right. Spurs are like, we're gonna send you to Canada. We're gonna send you far away. <laughs> we're deporting you to Canada. At least there's free healthcare in Canada. Right. But yeah, it's crazy. Like this whole playoff run depends on if if they win the whole thing or if they don't win, they go into rebuild mode. It's it's crazy. We'll see how it turns out. I miss the 2016 Cavs. And so does Cam, I believe. That's just leave the memories alone. (laughs) No. Right. However the rest of that song goes, and I'll hold you in my memories. Uh, We just got a free concert from uh, Cam here. Thank you, Cam. (laughs) I want a refund. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You're too broke to get a refund. Damn. That's so true. I'm not even going to argue that. That's that's true as fuck. It's the most true right. statement ever. Uh, Speaking of Ziggler, our next topic is Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4 Review. Starbucks. Yeah. Fuck you. You, you gotta explain <laughs> us the Starbucks debacle <laughs> and what's been I going on with the series. I didn't even know about that until like after the show. And right. I thought it was I thought it was Photoshop when I first saw the picture. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why, why did someone Photoshop a Starbucks cup in Game of Thrones? That's that's weird." But then Game of but then Game of Thrones sent out a statement saying it was a mistake. I was like, "What the fuck, man?" I mean, that kind of like that that, that pissed me off to be honest. That really pissed me off that that happened. But you know, you know what are you gonna do? People are fucking lazy. Um. No fucking Starbucks in fucking long ass time ago. Anyways, in my opinion, oh yeah, Game of Thrones season eight, episode four, the called the uh, the last of the Starks. In, in my opinion, this is the best episode of the season so far. It, it definitely made up for a lot of last episode's ending. Overall, this episode is just a great. It, it was just a great episode. I have no fucking idea why people are hating this fucking season, like. I'm loving this season so far. Y'all motherfuckers are spoiled for hate, for hating this season. I don't know why. If you hate this season, just go read the goddamn books and get the fuck out of HBO. Stop ruining my time. Stop ruining my Game of Thrones. But, um, yeah. Um, there are lots of crazy and holy shit moments. Like, one that comes to mind is when you just see, like, the two dragons, uh, Drogon and Rhaegal, just flying, just soaring through the just soaring through the uh, sky with uh, Daenerys' uh, ships uh, below them. 
and all of a sudden, a fucking spear, it's called a scorpion in the show, it's like a dragon-killing spear, a fucking spear goes through the chest of one of the dragons, Rhaegal, and you're like, what the fuck, my, my jaw was on the floor throughout that whole scene, and then another scorpion, the, the spear, uh, fucking went through its wing, and then another one through its fucking throat, it was so goddamn gruesome, it was so goddamn brutal. And I loved it. It was awesome. But it was also sad. And I, I, my, that was like a jaw-dropping moment. It's like, what the fuck? So now Daenerys has only one dragon left. So that's going to be... That's going to be fun. She had three to start out. Now she has one. That sucks. And, um... Yeah, um... And also... And also in the episode, uh, they killed off uh, Masande. They fucking um, they chopped they ch- uh, the, actually the mountain. The mountain chopped off her head right in front of Daenerys. Masande is like Daenerys's best friend and uh, Grey Worm's um girlfriend or something like that. Girlfriend, wife, who knows? Probably not wife, just girlfriend for now. Well, she's dead anyway, so fuck it. Um, yeah, she, uh, she got fucking beheaded. Right in front of Daenerys, and then the fucking last shot was just Daenerys, just like all pissed off, like, okay, this motherfucker's gonna die. Because that motherfucker, Cersei, I actually like Cersei. Cersei's a villain, I know, but I like her. She's pretty cool. She's pretty hot, too, so. But I like Cersei. But I like Daenerys, too, and it's gonna be crazy next week that, oh, actually on Sunday, it's gonna be crazy on Sunday that big battle. The next big battle. Hopefully, it's better than the battle uh, from last week, but I think it is. I think it is because, well, I fucking hope so. If it's not, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. But if it is, cool. I, I can't wait for the next battle, and I can't wait for Daenerys to fuck some shit up with her dragon. I cannot wait. And overall, this was a great episode. I give it a nine out of ten. Uh, 9 out of 10 sounds good yeah I did hear a lot of great things about this episode sounds good man sounds awesome alright so with that let's talk about uh, sorry this is the bonus topic because I did not include this in my original script but Spider-Man Far From Home trailer released this week and of course spoiler warnings for Endgame if you're one of the 10 people who hasn't seen it uh, yeah that's the spoiler warning for you for Spider-Man Far From Home uh, trailer. Now, let me just pull up my notes for this trailer. So unprepared. All right. So this was a great trailer. Uh, a lot of moving parts. Uh, it's basically the epilogue for what's to come in the MCU. Uh, and a lot of us thought this would be the last, uh, the sorry, the first movie of the phase three. And it's kind of like the epilogue and the aftermath of Endgame. Now, one of the few uh, things that really caught my attention from this trailer was, uh, you know, Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal and this uh, talk about uh, this uh, multiverse, uh, which is the first time it's been referenced uh, in the the MCU, which is a huge deal for a lot of comic book readers. It's a very delicate line to run with for casuals but i think there's a chance mcu can really uh pull this off and have some potential with it uh now here's the thing all right uh 
there's been a theory going around, and I don't really like this theory. Actually, I kind of hate this theory, but at the same time, this theory kind of makes way too much sense for me to not talk about it. Uh, so Joan House uh, Mysterio talks about how it needs a sacrifice to save the world. He talks about responsibility in the trailer. And it got me thinking, uh, who who's a character in, in Marvel that really talks about responsibility? Uncle Ben. And who just recently sacrificed himself to save the world? Tony Stark. So I've been seeing this theory that Mysterio could be an adult Peter Parker that traveled through uh, to the through the multiverse to the main MCU world. Now, I know like a lot of you might hate this theory, but I I don't know. It may it just kind of makes too much sense. I don't know why he would be there as adult Peter Parker because you know he's got the Iron Man tech on. Looks like he got, he's got some Iron Man tech on him, and he's got some Doctor Strange magic tricks going on too. So he could be an evil version of Peter Parker, apparently. So, I don't know. It kind of made too much sense, but not really a fan of the theory. Uh, but the one thing is, though, that it's kind of a stretch, but another thing is, though, uh, in the comics, uh, like comic readers know to never trust Mysterio, and he could be straight up lying about everything, like the multiverse, like the snap tearing a hole in the dimension. I call that bold. Like Mysterio is a con artist. He's a actor. He uses special effects and everything. So this could all pretty much be an illusion to make himself look like a hero. Uh, and Joan Hall is one of my favorite actors. Uh, October Skies is one of my favorite movies. So uh, I'm so glad he's in he's in a comic book movie and in, and especially in the MCU. So. I'm seriously looking forward to his performance. I think his line de- delivery in the trailers were absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so, but yeah, overall though, I feel like this trailer has a really kind of a big summer blockbuster feel. Uh, it's going to be a, the perfect summer movie and it's going to really set up a lot of things when it comes to the MCU. It's, I think it's going to be the first Spider-Man solo movie to break a billion dollars. That's my prediction for this movie. And I think overall, I think they're going to try some new things. It looks like they're headed in a lot of new directions. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I think the hype, uh, the, the, uh, the momentum from Endgame is just going to carry over into this movie very easily. And uh, let's get Josh. Josh, what are you, what's your take on the latest Spider-Man Homecoming trailer? Sorry, a Far From Home trailer, my bad. Can you repeat that? What's your take on the Far From Home trailer? Uh, I I like the movie. It seems pretty cool. And I can't... Wait, they had Mysterio in this, right? Right, yeah. I kind of thought that uh, Quentin Beck will look like... uh, the Spider-Man 2 PS2 Quinn back a little bit. Oh, right, right, yeah. It's a good mm. callback. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, yeah, true. And, uh, did you have anything else to add? No, I don't. 
Okay, sounds good. And uh, Cam, your take on the trailer? It looks fascinating. It looks really fascinating. I'm mainly intrigued by the multiverse thing in the theory. It might be something that they could do to bring in more characters in the MCU, like the characters that they brought in from the Fox deal. That could be a way to bring them all into the MCU and and dig it all, and the characters get movies. Yeah, I feel like that's a cop out though to do that. I don't I know. I just I just want to like that. Uh, go ahead, Cam. Continue. No, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, sounds good. And uh, Ziggler, you, you can go ahead and finish that up. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like if they uh, did that. It'd be like a big cop out if like they were like um the Fantastic Four and the X Men were like in like another dimension. Like like uh, I, I wouldn't like that very much. I, I would just like the Fantastic Four and the X Men to be like in this dimension, Earth six one six, and uh. Yeah, also, I think Mysterio is bullshitting all of us. <laughs> I don't believe a word True. Mysterio says. Mysterio Never is trust a pathological Yeah, Mysterio, Quentin Beck, is a pathological liar. And I, and you see in the trailer, he has, like, a wedding ring on his finger. There's something with that, and he might, like, have, like, have it out with, he, like, might, like, have, like, a vendetta against, like, Nick Fury and the Avengers Initiative because... Maybe like his like wife passed away, or like like something something happened with like his wife like with the snapping, and then like five years later, or whatever. Or maybe maybe he was snapped, and then his wife moved on when he get when he got back. You know, like his wife moved on and like got like a new husband or a boyfriend. You know, and now he has it out for like Nick Fury because or something like that. I don't know. Something's gonna happen. I, I I don't believe a word he says. I don't think there's gonna be a multiverse. Another thing. Heel turn. I gotta keep reminding myself that they're five years into the future with these yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll be weird to get used to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are, and that's and that's gonna be weird too. And also, yeah, what like with the schooling? Like, what the fuck is happening with the schooling? Was Ned Snap too? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man, was Flash that's Thompson Spider-Man snapped? and his friends all snapped. Spider-Man that, well, all that's a, Mary Jane. That's, that's just that's really a, unlucky. That's, uh, that's, a, that's, a really that's, a, that's a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Um, right. I wonder if Aunt May got snapped. Uh, but yeah, who knows? Um, who, yeah, uh, yeah. But I can't wait for this movie. I can't wait to see Mysterio. I've been wanting Mysterio in a Spider-Man movie for God knows how long, so I cannot wait. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal, too. He's one of my favorite actors, like watching him in Brokeback Mountain or uh, Nightcrawler. He's just a great oh, actor. Yeah. And I cannot wait oh, yeah. to see the portrayal of Quentin Beck. But, yeah, don't believe a word he says in the trailer or in the movie or anything. Because... <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna yeah, fuck sure a lie. He he's gonna stab uh, Nick Fury and Spider Man in the back. So, right, and I think Mister uh, Mysterio's, I mean uh, Spider Man was brought in to keep an eye on, out on Mysterio. I think Nick Fury might be skeptical. That's my uh, thinking. Yeah, Nick Fury most most likely will be skeptical of him. Right, exactly. And, and also, uh, what do you think that Nick Fury is uh, MJ's dad? I, Stupid. 
Yeah, it sounds stupid. Uh, it's like a big rumor going on. I think it might be true. That is the stupidest that's, thing I've heard all day. That's the. That's Whoa, big, oh! <laughs> fuck you then! That's a big deviation I from do. the comics, and I don't know if they can. Well, they're not keep going them. for like the comics, though. Like, if like, Mary Jane is Nick Fury's daughter, I'm straight up walking out of the uh, the theater. I mean, I'll, no, I, I think I'll be fine with it because I, I, I don't really care, but I think it'll be cool. Eh, who no. knows? I mean, like, who, like, she's not like comic book Mary Jane. Her name is like Michelle Jones, not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Mm, interesting theory. So it's like a different MJ. Right. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out, and uh, how Michelle what is Jones your take theory. on the trailer? <laughs> what is your take <laughs> on the trailer? So I personally feel like this has been like my favorite Marvel trailer. Like any MCU movies, or maybe Infinity War and a few others, but far from this, or at least the second one was for Far From Home. Um, I feel like it has been pretty good, and it kind of made me want to really watch this movie because I don't know why. Why ever since they Tom Holland announced the name of the movie, I've been kind of spectacle. Like it was Far From Home. Like that is the stupidest title ever. I'm sorry if anyone likes it. Just. Spider-Man Far From Home just sounds stupid, and like I mean, what know, doesn't sound stupid? Infinity War. Okay. <laughs> anyways. Uh, End game. Okay. And then the Homecoming. Tra- Sorry. The first trailer came out for Spider-Man uh, Far From Far From Home. Then I was kind of like so a bit more ant on it, and the, the like. To me, it didn't really feel like it will beat Spider-Verse and like, oh man, this movie is amazing. Because I want every new Spider-Man movie to like, be the best. But I really don't feel like Far From Home will do that. I don't know. Maybe it will. And I do like the theory that Mysterio, it could be adult Peter Parker. I think it's like a cool idea. Maybe, who knows? It's probably just uh, like a snapped like thing. I really love the Mysterio suit. He could be like um, the Doctor Strange of his Earth, and his tech looks like a bit Doctor Strange and Iron Man put together, and not Iron Man and Thor. That Flash said, like, Flash needs to shut up. Like, no, not not at all. And I think um, I've heard rumors that Chameleon might be in the movie, so maybe Chameleon is Nick Fury and Mysterio's working with him. That would be pretty cool. To see, and then we can see the Sinister Six in the third movie with Vulture, Scorpion, Mysterio, and Chameleon, and maybe the Lizard. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, this trailer was pretty cool. If Nick, if Michelle's Nick Fury's daughter, please no. Uh, the black suit looks pretty cool. Why not? Cause it's just a stupid idea. I just more stupid than Mysterio being Peter Parker in the future. No. Really? That, no, just like that idea just sounds so weird to me. Like what? I don't know. But yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Also, first time Carol has been called Captain Marvel in the MCU. Okay, who cares about that? All right, Tyler, go ahead. <laughs> Fuck Captain um, Marvel. <laughs> so. I actually really enjoyed this trailer. I saw some people on Twitter and YouTube complaining about it um, with, like, spoilers for 
best like far from home and for Endgame when there's a warning for the Endgame spoilers, which I don't get. Keep but crying. I, yeah, I like the trailer. Um, the highlight of it for me was definitely Mysterio, like you guys all said. I feel like his design is one of the best in the MCU. It's definitely like top five. I don't, I don't, I didn't rank those. Um, it's really comic accurate too. So yeah, it's really cool. Um, Love it. Like you guys all said, I'm fully expecting him to turn on us, Peter and Fury, and all of that. Um, something you guys didn't say. Um, I'm kind of excited for Maria Maria Hill to come back. Um, we haven't seen her in a movie since Winter Soldier. I could be wrong on that. Or Age of Ultron, actually. Um, but like a full-on... like Infinity War. Screen time. That doesn't she was in Infinity War. Yeah, true. But um, Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier, she definitely uh, had the most character development. Not really, but she had the most screen time in that movie. And hopefully she does some cool stuff in this movie. Probably not, because she doesn't do much. But she's not a bad character. Um, another thing I like in this movie, we already got four suits that are confirmed, which um, I really like Spider-Man suits, especially the PS4 game. They have a lot of cool suits, so I'm just kind of a sucker for that. We got the Stark suit um, from Homecoming, Iron Spider's Returning, you got the two new suits. You got that stealth suit, which kind of makes no sense because the fingertips, um, they're exposed. So that makes sense. And um, that new Stark suit, the red and black one, I don't, we don't know what it's called. But all the suits look amazing. Um, and I hope we see a lot of the stealth suit, which will probably only be one scene. I'm hoping for like two or three, which probably won't happen. And then I know... Um, you guys were saying earlier what about the snap and did Peter's entire school just get snapped um it seems like that group of kids like MJ, Flash um, Ned um, and Peter obviously they all got snapped so I'm hoping they at least like make a reference or a point that some of their classmates moved on to college or work or whatever they did in that five-year period because they would probably be in their college years by now or their 20s early 20s mm-hmm. so I hope there's at least a reference to that so that gets summed up because I know a lot of people are complaining like what are the chances of every single kid getting snapped there and for the theories um I don't really like the theory at all of MJ being Fury's daughter. Um, Maybe uh, Thanos was like, fuck this spider guy. I'm going to kill all his friends. <laughs> Just all, that school in general. Yeah, um, killed off his whole school, killed off all his friends, his family. Like, fuck that spider guy. Yeah, my face. I don't see them really doing a daughter-father thing again. They did that in Homecoming. Um, they did that in Homecoming, so... I don't see them doing it again. That um, Mysterio is an older Peter theory. I don't see that happening either, honestly. And the multiverse thing, um, I feel like Mysterio could be lying about it because, um, like Ziggler said earlier, I feel like having a multiverse would be like an easy way out of having, or not having, bringing in these new characters like the X-Men, Fantastic, uh, the obvious ones. 
Or it's just... bringing, bringing back old characters, you know? Yeah, or bringing back old characters. Like, I saw this one. Or what if Mysterio's a young Ben? But yeah, someone at work was like, there's a multiverse and they're going to bring Tony back. I'm like, stop. That's yeah, all I, I mean, got. I mean, it was kind of referenced in uh, Doctor Strange, but yeah, I think Mysterio, I, I don't think he has the power to control the multiverse or anything like that. But yeah, you know, we'll see how this ends up. It's a very interesting uh, uh, trailer. He never and... said he had the power to control that. He was, I think he just said like after the snap, he was like in this realm. Right, exactly. But I'm saying, yeah, like it can't be a real possibility of like, that he yeah, did I mean, like, come it, from the multiverse. Yeah, it can't be a possibility, but Mysterio right. fucking lies. <laughs> exactly, that's why it's Mysterio. Yeah. He's probably lying about it. That's what I was So, yeah, say. I think yeah. he's lying about it. Yeah. Also, what do you guys think about, like, Miles Morales coming to Spider-Man? Because it's like, what if he didn't get snapped and he's, like, five years later, so... Um, I don't know. I mean, we have Miles Morales in the Spider-Verse, yeah. so I, yeah, I don't they, think I want to over... Do they have the rights to Miles Morales? Yeah, I mean, they no, do, uh, yeah. they can share it with Sony. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how that all I works. Don't, it's yeah, confusing. Yeah. Uh, Sony and uh, Marvel Studios have like a deal. I think yeah. share like some character, some Spider-Man characters. Yeah. They they don't have the deal to Venom yet for some reason. Okay. Right, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like it. It makes. I mean, it actually makes sense, but I don't think they'll overexpose that character in the in the you know yeah. the. Yeah. Spider-Verse franchise and the live-action It'd be cool, like, if, like, like Spider-Man, like, 3, uh, in, like, Spider-Man 3, like, he'll, like, hand the torch to Miles Morales, and Miles Morales will have his own trilogy. Right, exactly. Cool. Kind of like, yeah, sure. Sounds good. All right, so that was our review for Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Uh, Josh, I want to thank you for joining us. It was fun having you, man. And... Hopefully give us a few more shout-outs and get us rolling even more. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you so much. And that wraps up our episode, and we will see you guys next week.